roll, man. I'm done with the woods. Let's go. Come on, man. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay, uh, let's go. No, it's not working. The battery's dead. Wait. What do you mean it's dead? What do I mean? The bat? I mean the battery's dead. We like the battery's dead. What do you mean the battery's dead? How can I explain this to you differently? The battery is dead. It ceased to live. It's deceased now. The car needs a battery to start, Saul. How did this happen? Well, we clearly fell asleep with the battery on, and oh man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay, okay. The car just, just committed don't... suicide. Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're our kids from the neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, all oh, sleepy eye. I don't dream. Waste up podcast. Episode number one. Uh, Pineapple Express. Andy Arkell is bringing me in to start uh, this. That new, song, that new song is a banger. It's good. It's it's uh, it, it's always worth the wait. They don't make us wait too long. Like they don't really put a lot nice. of time between albums. It's not like you know, it's been a couple of years. It's, it's not fine. like it's like yeah. the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen years of just hating each other between yeah. albums or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, well, anyway, welcome up for first episode of uh, Laced Up Podcast. Uh, we're live at Lakehead University today. Why not? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Just had some stuff to do, and this is part of it, I guess. So. It's great. It's great coming out on a holiday because uh, every room it's in nice. the entire place is closed. Yeah. And, uh, but there's not a lot of people, so it worked out. Yeah. Not a big people guy. Hmm. Not really. Uh, I'm Brutes Pataglia of Twitter, I guess. I'm just going to keep saying that and maybe Stick I'll... that one. I guess. I, don't, I didn't gain any followers, huh. which I guess makes sense because... There was one episode, so yeah, uh, that wasn't even an episode. This is the episode that was like a commercial. Yeah, it was an hour and ten minute long commercial, is what we released basically. I think last uh, last time we called it a trailer. It's, that, was a, that was a long ass trailer. If that's, it's a long trailer. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. Anyway, here well, we are. This is this is here. this is yeah. Now yeah. now we're now now it's we're official. now it counts. This is where it counts. That was preseason. This is well, actually this is also preseason, I guess. Uh, now the podcasts start mattering, is what you're saying. Yeah, this is it, and this is now. You know what I mean? We were auditioning for the job. Now we got the job. Yeah. I guess. I mean, we're our own bosses, so it doesn't really change anything. Right on. And I, uh, before we get too far away from the intro here, I, I am James Cole. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know uh, if you actually said that. Of the Thunder Bay Salmon Association. Oh, Christ. Uh, which. Yeah, uh, you had a tweet, uh, you had a little bit of a rant on Twitter wow. this week about the Thunder Bay Salmon Association. You want to okay. maybe. So, well, yeah, so I'm at work. Preface that. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty sleepy morning. I was, you know, had a few few pops the night before and uh, as one does oh, of course and uh i look over and uh older guy thunder bay salmon association jacket on and just took me by surprise i had i had to excuse myself from the situation I had to go upstairs fired off a few tweets uh i'm sure a few of you saw them just some general questions you know like does thunder bay have enough salmon to warrant an association you know do uh do they talk to the salmon you know just just kind of stuff like that i was kind of curious about and uh, did so you anyway. get any like background noise, uh, like or background noise? Any like information about what this association is? Well, funny like, enough, do they just kind of like like maybe they just get together and eat salmon? Well, this this is where the story kind of gets interesting. Is that I, I I come back from this Twitter rant that I go on, and I go to talk to my coworker about this and show him my tweets, thinking oh he's gonna love this. Looks me dead in the eye. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a part of that. 
Huh. So yeah, they just kind of eat dinners together. And I don't know if it's salmon that they That'd eat. That'd be fucked up. But if yeah, it's it would not. be. It would be. They could, they'd just get together and eat pickerel. <sighs> That'd be weird. Alright, well, I think we're spending... Maybe it's red meat. Maybe it's not even fish. They just get together and eat burgers and fries. Right, Talk right. about how much they love salmon. It's, it's not even that good. I guess. Salmon's okay. Salmon? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, I beg to disagree, sir. It's okay. It's a good fish. It's fine. You ever grilled it? Yeah. And you're telling me it's just okay? Steve Wochi makes a great salmon, ah, but fine, just on the whole, the salmon's okay. You gotta, no, it's... Cook it with some wood chips and stuff. All right, enough salmon. Fuck. You don't know what you're missing. I'm done with the salmon. Maybe talk. someone just needs to teach you how to make salmon. You should go to one of these association Look, I, meetings. I shouldn't Jim. be the one making the salmon. If anything, I should be the one enjoying the salmon that someone else that knows more about salmon than I do well, prepares. Well, but, you know, maybe the best way to help yourself is to do it yourself, you know? I don't want to paint my own walls. I hire a painter. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends what you're painting on the wall, yeah, but yeah, all right. True. Yeah. Oh, okay. Enough of that. Well, I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad you got to address the Thunder Bay Salmon Association, and uh, hopefully you can get us a new contingent of followers here. God willing. <laughs> okay. Um, what, like, what's, I mean, today, we're, 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 as we mentioned, we're taping on the holiday. Um, as one does again, because, you know, there's not really much else going on. We figured today's the day, like, things kind of line up. We had yeah. a couple other things to do, but Happy Labor still Day, a pretty, yeah, nice, nice kind of a slow day here. Uh, what, did you, did you do anything today? No, just, just this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, uh, my dad was going to go to Grand Marais. Oh, so not even you? No, not even me. They were going to go. How come you didn't go with them? Well, because they didn't go. Maybe they would have gone if you decided you were going to go. Mm-hmm. Sven and Ollie's? Oh, wow. I mean, like, I'd make the trip for Finn and Ollie's, but uh, yeah. I don't think that was uh, in the agenda for, for their, their afternoon. Where did they want to go? Uh, some sort of uh, little restaurant on the on the waterfront from what I could There's a few of those. Yeah, it's a nice little quaint town if you've, it's never, okay. if you've never been. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a day trip to Grand Marais guy. I've done it a couple times. It's, yeah, it's some, it almost feels like you get, it's, it's a whole day thing. It's not, I don't, I don't like hour-long car rides. I either want, like, five minutes or, like, eight hours. Like, sure. let's just commit to it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. If we're, if we're leaving town, let's just go to Duluth. Nice. You know what I mean? I'm down. We going to Duluth tonight? No, I got to work in the morning. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no. So, anyway, they, did, they didn't end up going. Yeah. Uh, I think they went to Kekabeka instead, which is Jesus. fine. But, um, it's fine. The Eddie. Yeah. I mean, there's, Balls. there's probably more places to park in Kekabeka than there are in Grand Marais. You got to figure is parking the issue? I think parking should issue. never be an issue. Well, you, you parking should be free. I agree 100%. There you go. It, it, paid parking lots is like the worst thing in the world, I think. Well, not the worst thing in the world, but like it's such a it's a fucking scam, man. Like you shouldn't have to pay to go to the hospital ever. <laughs> ever to visit someone in the hospital, to work at the hospital, to take a tour of the hospital, which is not something you do, but like you shouldn't have to pay for parking. No. That's not ideal. Anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you're, if you have to go to the hospital, Speaking like there's we're a problem. At, we're at Lakehead. Like, professors pay to park here. That's insane. Like, I understand they can afford it, but they have to come here as part of their job requirement. Yeah. So why should they have to pay to go to work? No, no kidding. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, I mean, like, the, on the streets even. Like, you, you want to park downtown? Like, I was here first. Sorry. Like, find yeah. somewhere else to go. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. do, you have, do you have 75 cents so I can have lunch? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't get like it. Like, it's, it's crazy. I just, I don't think, I don't think parking should be a charge ever. 
Like, I don't, I don't agree with it almost ever. So you would get rid of parking if you were, like, mayor of the free place, parking. Just, free, free parking. Nice. Like, the, the gall of the Ottawa Senators to charge you 30 bucks to drive 20 minutes out of town to watch <laughs> Matt Duchesne and Michael Bodker Do get a lot of scoring chances yeah. and never get a goal. And then drive home. Fuck that. I've done it. Like, I've, I've been to games out there, and I've, like, you know, we've rented a car and gone out there or whatever. It is, uh, it is not a pleasant experience. Yeah, it's, I'd it's, rather just get hammered and take the shuttle, to be it, quite honest with you. There's a shuttle? It costs less than to park out there. Yeah. And, it, and the shuttle picks you up at a bar. I can't remember what the bar is called that I, that I went to or that I usually go to when I go to Ottawa and I go to a game. But there's a shuttle that picks you up from a bar in a school bus, but it, that's actually mint. And then takes you out to the Corral Center or the whatever they call it now, the Canadian Tire Arena. Yeah. And takes you out there and, and you can get drunk and they, go watch the game for should, a fraction of the cost of renting a car and parking or taking your own car and parking. They should definitely have more than one shuttle in that in that situation. Like, how would they not take advantage of that shuttle then if you're an Ottawa Senators fan living in Ottawa? Well, it's tough to get on, though. It's not like they have, like, 14 buses or something going downtown. Like, That's there's only saying. a limited number. They, they, they oh, they oh should. but they, they should, should have more, yeah. 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 I can't remember if I talked on the burner episode, but I do have a. I, I had a friend who worked for the Ottawa Senators, nice. and because driving to and from the arena is such hell, that there would be like nights where they would offer him tickets, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna go home after work." <laughs> it's like I'm not, I'm not fucking staying out here until uh-huh. ten thirty at night. Yeah. Then to drive home, and then I, what? I get home at midnight, and I gotta wake up and come back out here at seven a.m. Yeah. He right. may as well get a fucking hotel room to that's, stay and watch the game. I'll, I'll work for you. I, I will not share for you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just it. Yeah. All right. So Thunder Bay Salmon Association and free parking, and we're done. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thunder Bay Salmon that Association was the podcast. Thunder Bay. <laughs> this is your fishing podcast. Oh boy. Laced up. Should talk about Nate Schmidt. I guess. Yeah, wow. Um, a bizarre story. Uh, Nate Schmidt got 20 games for a violation of the NHL's substance abuse policy. Mm-hmm. Or no, mm-hmm. PED policy. Is there a difference? I guess there's a difference. Um, I'm sure the policies are different, the substance and the PED. Because substance is for, like, booze and drugs sometimes, right? Uh, you might be right. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not I actually sure. don't know anything about it, but... Uh, he got 20 games for some sort of a violation for having something in his body that he shouldn't have had in his body is basically yeah, he uh, called what the it suspension a, uh, is. He called it a tainted substance. That's so ominous. they didn't actually say what it is. No. Right? They said that it was like a pinch of salt. So, like, that's how microscopic the amount of whatever was in his body was. So he got 20 games for that. Uh, and he also seems to insist, I guess, that he doesn't know how it got in his body. Yeah, it's a little. I don't really know. I didn't. I didn't really look into it that much. It's a little fishy. Um, I fishy. Mean, well, that's no, not salmon fishy. But it's like salmon. It's fishy. Salmon's not that fishy of a fish. <sighs> yeah, he claims he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't know how it got into his system, but at the same time, you know, he, he brings in some experts, um, and they testify on his behalf at the appeal that uh, you know this is not enough to enhance anything basically is what they're saying like this has no effect on his ability to play the game of hockey um because he's got a pretty good ability to play the game of hockey too yeah he's and you'd like to think it's a fairly natural ability yeah he's in that vegas top four for sure on the back end and uh they're gonna lose him for 20 games to start the season not eligible to return till november 18th i believe and um 
yeah, it's just a tough situation for a guy that you know, very honestly doesn't seem to understand how this could have happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and there's no reason to, like, deny it if you did it. You know what I mean? No. Like, no. if you appeal it and you don't win the appeal, you know what I mean? Like, you should own up to it is what I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not like we're talking the face of the game or someone that's got a lot at risk either. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like Sidney Crosby got busted or something here. Right. Like, you know, you're a good player. But if you say you did it, it's not like you're it's not like you're going to get, like, Voinov from the league or something like that. Yeah. Like, you're going to be allowed to play again. Just serve your suspension and don't do it again is more or less the way these things go down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 interesting to see it happen in in hockey as well because it's something that doesn't really happen too often compared to other sports. I'd be curious to know how much like whatever this substance is. I'd be curious to know how much like a decent dosage would actually help. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like to what degree is it a performance enhancing drug? Like how much could it help your performance? I guess. Like I, I don't. I just I don't understand what he would have taken that there'd be that little of it in his body. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. This is a, it's a very confusing story. Yeah, it's, it's not something that, uh, like I said, we see too often. I don't. I think the last time we saw this was, uh, I think, the Jared Stuhl incident back a few years when he got busted with possession of, I think it was cocaine. It was cocaine, yeah. For uh, a second, I was like, I don't know what you thought substance like yeah. Jared Stoll had, but yeah. it was not enhancing. a PED. <laughs> no. No, it was, enha- it was a night-enhancing drug. It was an NED. Yeah, um, and... and Funny enough, that was before Vegas had a team. So. Um, <laughs> Wasn't he in Vegas when it happened? Yeah, I think though? so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. But yeah, like this this is this is hilarious for the league that uh, you know you, you put a team in Vegas and a year later you got a guy that's got yeah some sort of substance in his body and a, and a fairly notable name on the team too. Yeah, um, fishy fishy. I don't yeah I don't know what uh, I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to think what how many games Sean Hill Sean Hill got twenty games too. When he got suspended in 2007. Um, huh, I didn't know about any of this, actually. He claimed that he passed a lie detector test and an independent drug test regarding his substance abuse. So, see, lie detector tests are so dumb, though, because, like, he could take something to pass the lie detector test. Because it's all just your heart rate. Are you calling Sean Hill a drug addict? No, but I'm saying so if he saying... took something, he maybe took another thing... To, I'm calling him a liar, well, is what I'm calling him. Sounds like an addict if he's taking more things. Ah, no. Come on. All right. Just, you know, what if you take a Tylenol in the morning because you got a headache and then take an Adderall to hammer out an essay? Not that you would do such a thing. I think we're a long way from taking a Tylenol in the morning and an Adderall from uh, taking something to lie but maybe on a took lie it, maybe to took an But maybe he took an Adderall. I don't, well, no, that actually wouldn't help, uh, I, I don't not. think. But, well, anyway. So Nate Schmidt, 20 games. Um, it's disappointing. Because it's obviously, you know, someone that I liked in the league. I or, or like. I like Nate Schmidt a lot. I think he's awesome. I thought that, you know, Washington maybe should have let Dmitry Orlov walk to Vegas rather mm. than Nate Schmidt. I prefer Nate Schmidt. I think he's a better defenseman. Um, I mean, they you won know, a, they I think won a he's cup, so it's hard to say. No, they won a cup. But, you know. I still think they would have won the cup with Nate Schmidt no. than with Dmitry Orlov. You're probably not wrong. Orlov had a good playoff, though. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that's always been my kind of argument. But I like Nate Schmidt a lot. Um Tough. It's tough. Um, so th- this week, I guess we never really said like what uh, to expect this week. No, yeah, not that we're going to really, tell you every week, really. but this week is the season predictions uh, episode. 
as well as uh, we have an all-new top 10 segment. Nice. But before top we 10. get to the season predictions and the top 10, uh, we're going to do Inside the Mind of. And uh, so I guess this is the, the Inside mind. the Mind of. This is uh, the first official Inside the Mind of, I guess, because last week was just kind of, yeah, we just kind of talked about Barry tester, Trotz. you know, uh, yeah. someone that we, uh, we both felt had a... Uh, interesting uh, off-season anyway, and it kind of fit with the uh, worst off-season moves uh, feeling of the Burner mm-hmm. episode, but this one definitely uh, just kind of stands on its own right. Does, doesn't have anything oh. else to do with the rest when, of the episode. When we thought of this segment, when we were planning the podcast this summer, this was the first name I said to James, I'm like, we gotta talk about him. We have to discuss this guy, because there's so much, so much to discuss. And that is, of course... The very, very good man. Wait. No, we're not doing John Goodman. Uh, we're actually talking about the new principal owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, Mr. Tom. Dun, 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 dun. That's, uh, that's got to be a regular sticking point uh, of any Tom Dundon future, future I, I have never once said his name and not then done like five to ten seconds of the Law & Order song. Nice. Tom Dundon. Well, he's a hilarious honor, so he deserves a hilarious uh, song connotation this for sure. This is the best song ever. Well, that's debatable. It's my favorite credits ever, I think. I don't know. No, actually, BoJack Horseman, probably. Okay. But okay. this is good, too. Okay. Um, inside the mind of Tom Dundon, which is a hell of a place to be. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be there. That's an <laughs> that's an interesting guy. Um, all right, so he he's the new principal owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, this summer, he managed to alienate perhaps the best player in franchise history in Ron Francis, mm-hmm. who was your general manager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, basically demoted him, well, promoted him, but essentially demoted him, uh, and then fired him. And basically the only reason you gave him a new title was because you were already paying him, and you're so goddamn cheap that you do not want to fire him because then then it's wasted money. So he was hoping that he would at least get some work out of Ron Francis because he was already paying Ron Francis. Yeah, really did not work out in that regard no. <laughs> at all. It, and it was a no because now he's gone so what did you really like what did you do and you know my thing is that so then now then he needs a general manager because he gets rid of Ron Francis he starts interviewing guys he narrows the search down to five guys who all interview for the job and then like two days later after all these interviews are happening all these names pull out of consideration and say hey I don't want the job anymore Hmm. And you're like, why don't they want the job? And then the report comes out that it's because apparently the salary was so low that these guys would are making more money with their current jobs as assistant GMs as at, with less responsibility. They're yeah. making more money. So why would you want more responsibility for less money and essentially no credit unless you win the Stanley Cup for having a positive impact on the team? Right. So, yeah, like, these guys are like, all right, fuck that, you can find someone else. So what does Tom Dundon do but names the general manager 
as Don Waddell, who he was already paying in a very lesser role for less money. He now can pay Don Waddell a very small salary to do the job that he's done before very, very poorly and ran the Atlanta Thrashers into the ground. <laughs> uh, give it to Tom Dunnan for uh, you know cost management, though. Yeah. Wow. Just really utilizing He all can manage this, a uh, book. Yeah. That's for sure. Great businessman. Um, yeah. This is, I don't know. Uh, he wants to be a hands-on owner. So how much I does he actually hands, know about? I hate, I hate here's the thing. The so, so here's the best part, is like he's going to be a hands-on owner, and he's going to be hands-on his management staff, who know more than him, but also don't know that much anymore, and haven't been like relevant in hockey in a while. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And like, the like the last so Don Waddell was named. Let me see, was named the president of Gale Force Sports and Entertainment which is the parent company for the Carolina Hurricanes, on July 1st, 2004. He served in that position until he was named the general manager. The thing he did previous to that was he was a scout with Pittsburgh, and before that was when he was the GM of the Thrashers and got fired instantly after they announced that they were moving to Winnipeg. Yeah, that guy was not coming north, no. for sure. A fine first move by Mark Chipman of the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. To be like, hey, we're bringing a team back to Winnipeg. Yay. Oh, and we're not bringing Don Waddell. Fuck yeah. Yay. Yeah. Like, because why would you bring Don Waddell? There really was no There's no reason, reason to. He's no, exactly. Good, he's, not a ho- he's not a good hockey He's executive. a fine guy to have on board, but not. he's not the captain of the ship. No. And now, he's the co-captain of the ship, and the other co-captain is like a drunk millionaire that wants to, like sail the seven seas at like 2 a.m. in the morning on in late on like lake michigan or something like that like on a booze cruise and this guy's like all right let's do it do they have those in lake michigan i think so why have one gone well we're not that close to lake michigan lake superior does lake superior have booze cruises no. not around no, us i, I think anyway no. which is surprising given what, the, the, the city what are we like what are we doing Should here we start a, a booze cruise do you have a boat i don't have a boat you wanted to buy a boat this summer, though. You were trying to convince me to buy a boat with you. Maybe in the uh, maybe the Salmon Association has an old boat they're not using anymore. It's all coming full circle. Thunder Bay Salmon Association, if you're listening and you have a liquor license, we can uh, we can set up some booze cruises for you. Brutes's booze. Brutes's booze cruise <laughs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> no, but uh, just stepping back oh, a minute about. A little more about Tom I'm already Dundon. A bi- I'm already a better businessman than Tom Dundon. I haven't he, even done uh, anything. He's been posting a lot of uh, interesting things on Twitter with uh, with his new franchise that he owns. He's getting a lot of fan perspective, you know. Uh, hey, what should our new goal song be? Hey, we need a new third logo. Oh, what should that God, be? Oh, God, the goal song. And Do you see? What, what ended up winning? I don't know what ended up winning, but I know that the it most wasn't. responded answer was Brass Bonanza and move the team back to Hartford. So I mean, yeah. the, the people have spoken in, in, the, in that regard. It's it's not going great for Tom Dundon at uh, at this point of his new you know business venture. Um, yeah, I don't know what this guy did before he got into hockey, or I guess you know technically what he still does. Mm. But uh, I, I don't I don't I'd I'd love to see how he uh, handles his employees in, in that uh, in that world All as well. Because right. so, sorry to cut you off, but I I just looked up because we were talking about the goal song. Sure. So like. I, I voted. I voted. You voted? I voted. Hmm. Now... I wouldn't give Tom Dunn the time of day. Now, here's the thing. I don't even remember what I voted. Sure. I just remember I did vote when the vote was open. Okay. Apparently, the fan vote... 
garnered 30,000 entries. Does that mean votes or yeah. just entries? That's got to be votes. A fan vote that... That's not a lot of votes. It's not much more than the building holds. That's true. Here's what they chose. Oh, my God, P.D. Pablo. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you fans that went out and voted for my song. Nope. Did I say my song? Our song could be the anthem for the new Hurricane Gold song. Oh, man. You know what it is. If you don't know, now you know. You know what it is. It's just called the chain of events that is about to be This is the song. Just kidding. So make sure you stay tuned and keep it locked and watch what the Hurricanes of P.D. Pablo has in store. Thank you again to each and every one of you. I love you like my mama gave birth to you. Talk to y'all in my two, three, four minutes. You know how we do. Raise Up by P.D. Pablo was a choice. It is 2018. I don't know that song. No? No. It was big. Do you remember P.D. Pablo? No. You don't? Never heard of that guy. He wasn't big for very long. I have no idea who that person is. I wonder if he's from Carolina. I don't understand why that's like a significant choice for them. P.D. Pablo is from Snow Hill, North Carolina. So there you go. That's fantastic. Snow Hill. A local artist making it all the oh, way good to for the, him. The That's awesome, actually. Because he can't be any Why are we making fun of this? A local North Carolina artist. Right. Never heard of this guy. So this is the best thing that Tom Dundon's done, is well, open, the, do open the vote out oh, okay, to fans, well, yeah, sure. and then they still kind of found a way to fuck it up a little bit. Well, I guess so. I mean, like, if the fans want it, then the fans I are guess, happy. I guess, whenever, if they're happy but, with it. I, it was probably, like, a big Petey Pablo fan voted, like, 22,000 times. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So did, like you voted, and so did he provide like options, or was it just any? No, there was like song? there was eight songs. He provided eight songs. There was eight songs. Wow, this a dick. I don't know if that was like the best song option either. Like there were good options. I, I I just don't understand how like how do you not just like give free reign to any song that the people it's like oh yeah here's oh, I thought you were gonna talk eight, about Tom Dundon. Here's eight songs that you might wanna choose or I think you might like. Okay, here were the options. There were, oh my god, how did this win? This only, this could have only possibly won because he's from Carolina. Well, yeah. So, there was the techno version of the Brass Bonanza. Not the Brass Bonanza. A techno version of it. So everyone's like, alright, fuck that. Then, uh, Jump Around by House of Pain. Wow. Which I think I might have voted for, oh, now that man. I think about it. No, actually, uh, Lithium by Nirvana. Party Up by DMX. Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin, which is what I voted for. Uh, the Nights by Avicii and Uprising by Muse, which is kind of a weird choice because that's not even like the best Muse song for a goal song. Hmm. But it's a, uh, it's a very diverse list. I'll give them that. Yeah, the uh, for Avicii too. Like that's your Avicii choice. I don't know if it's cataloged too well, but uh, it's yeah. not. I don't know if that's a goal song. Okay, that's fair. So basically, what we've learned about Tom Dunn in the last few minutes is that he's very cheap, he likes old hockey men, and his iPod is pretty old. Possibly the first Nano, because I don't know if he's updated it in the last ten years. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it. <laughs> okay. Any more about Tom Dundon? You got I, anything you want to say about the Carolina not. Hurricanes? I hope not. Oh, I yeah, and then they named uh, Rod Brindamore the head coach, who was also already on their payroll. I thought we he was the that, assistant yeah. coach. No, I didn't, I didn't no. mention Rod Brindamore. Okay, that's fair. He's also the head coach now, who he Good. was already paying. So basically, the Hurricanes spent no money this summer. They actually spent less money than they could have spent, too, because they traded away 
two players that needed a new contract for Dougie Hamilton's contract. I I, want to like Carolina, but I just, I I can't. I hated that trade. A lot of people thought it was good because Carolina got the best player in the trade, and I don't even know if that's true. I'm not a Dougie Hamilton guy. I don't think he's very good defensively. I've never really seen evidence that he's any good defensively. Player-wise, I think they lost the trade. I just, I think it's yeah. kind of weird that Cal- I think I touched on that last week about how yeah. I thought it was weird. Calgary brought in old pieces of Bill Peters <laughs> to, to go see Bill Peters. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I kind of like the reason I like Bill Peters and what I like about Ron Francis too is I kind of think that they probably both told Dom, Tom Dundon to go fuck himself on the way out the door. Nice. You know what I mean? Good. And rightfully so. Good. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't like Tom Dundon. I have no reason to, to like him. I don't get it. But anyway. I think it's he's, time we move on from Tom Dundon. All right, yeah. he's, he's bringing down the podcast. Yeah, sure. he is. All right, let's 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 go a little more uplifting. Season predictions. Nice. It's a new hockey season. Well, it's not yet, but it will We're be. There. We're it will there. be in in what three months? Training still? camp opens in less than two weeks. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right? So, um, I mean, a lot can happen in the next few weeks. Well, Eric you Carlson's going to get traded, and that's going to you know shift well, the dynamic yeah. of the league. Yeah, yeah. probably uh, by the time you edit the podcast and put it up. I'm assuming Eric Carlson will be a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets, but interesting. I don't think that's where he's going. No, I just I, think that that would kind of really fuck up my predictions. So yeah, it they would, would help make mine, the most. If anything, so, oh yeah, yeah. You you like Columbus? I eh? do okay, like Columbus. well let's uh, let's dive on in and kind of you know start it off here. We'll start up with the Atlantic, then the Metro, then the Central, then the Pacific. Sound good? Sure. Okay. So I think the best way James and I did not um, talk about our season predictions ahead of time, we did not merge our season predictions like we do the top ten. We did our own, and we're going to compare our lists. Yeah. So we're independent people. We don't always have to agree. So. No, and I, I don't know if we're going to agree all that no. much. So, no. I mean, we usually kind of see eye to eye, but it's when we don't. We're pretty adamant about those opinions. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What's what, what about the Atlantic? What are you thinking? Well, I think the Atlantic's uh, it's it's got it's got two tiers. You know, you got you got three teams that are gonna you know just dominate in terms of the standings. Uh, I think I think Tampa Bay is gonna come out on top of that one, um, followed closely by the Leafs, and then uh, so you got Tampa Bay winning the division yeah, is what you're yeah. saying. Okay, up and up and up and first. Leafs close behind. I, I could you know I, I could see Toronto making a push for the division. It just you know, I think it depends a, a little bit about, uh, you know, how strong Tampa's season is. I can see Santa, Tampa, you know, uh, putting together a situation where they've got, uh, you know, like a, a Norris candidate, a Vesna candidate, and, you know, maybe a, a Richard or Art Ross guy with, with Kucherov up front. So I think they got a, a, a good balance, uh, offense, defense, goaltending. Leafs, they're, they're in the mix. They're close. Doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's a good balance. It sounds like you're saying they're just purely dominant at every position. They're going to have a Norris winner. They're going to win the Vesna. They're going to make new awards and win those probably too. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Achievement Award. The, <laughs> the, li- the, the Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, you mean the Norris? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Victor Edmonds shouldn't have won last year. Uh, he just, he, just, he could have won five other years before that. Yeah. So they're like, here's your award. Yeah. Take your award, a, Victor Edmonds. Congrats. It's not, a, it's not a great voting system they have. It's, it's a bad league. But, uh, yeah, so Toronto, and then I've got Boston making the playoffs out of the Atlantic. I think that's, yeah, they're okay. I mean, I, I don't think they're the same Boston team. You know, they're going to keep getting older. Chara's 40. Uh, you know, Bergeron is going to eventually slow down. They'll be good. Um, but beyond that, I think we've got 
uh, five teams that don't really have a lot of hope for this upcoming season. Um, I think Buffalo is going to be uh, a much better team. I uh, have them up in fourth, surprisingly enough. They you know, just miss out in the playoffs um, with Florida behind them, who had a, a really good, strong end to last season. You know, They made a, a late push for the playoffs and didn't come together, and I, I don't see a committee out of this season either. I, I, don't, I don't see anything. I don't know what it is about them. I just don't like them. No, I uh, just they've don't. got some good pieces, but I just, I just don't. I don't think Ekblad is as good as Ekblad was supposed to be. No. Nope. I don't think Huberdo is as good as Huberdo was supposed to be. No. Nope. I think Barkov's as good yeah, Barkov's as Barkov. Really good. Barkov's yeah. awesome. Uh, he's he's got to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he will. He'll be a Ranger in a few years. And then, I mean, I'll let, I'll let the darts fly on the last three teams, uh, Detroit, Montreal, Ottawa. I had them in, in that order, but you could – Give them to me in any order. I think there's three tiers. Three tiers. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think there's your first tier, most of your second tier, and then there's Ottawa. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Ottawa's bad. It's not good. No. It's not good. They have two good players. One of them's gonna be gone within the next 82 games. Yeah. And the other one is gonna be gone in 82 games. Yeah. Because he's gonna sign somewhere else. Because Mark Stone is not going to play for three million dollars a year or whatever Ottawa seems to think he's worth. Yeah. Um. I'm pretty. I'm close to you. I got Toronto first, winning the division. Sure. I got Tampa coming second, and then I got Boston, Buffalo, Florida, Detroit sixth, Montreal seventh, and Ottawa eighth. Yeah. So we're right on the right on the same. Montreal, for, I could see yeah. finishing above Detroit because Montreal is going to have the goaltending, and Detroit is not going to have the goaltending. Not a big Jimmy Howard guy. Eh? I like Jimmy Howard, but I, I you got to understand there's going to be games where Jonathan Bernier is going to play. That's yeah, not. He was fine in Colorado last year. He got he got them to the playoffs when when Barley went down. Nate McKinnon got them to the playoffs. Nate McKinnon is not stopping pucks. I'll just well, I'll, I'll put yeah, that out I'd there. rather him in that than Jonathan Bernier. Wow, bold. Cole Harbor pumping out goaltenders, maybe. I hope not. Cole Harbor, though, uh, that uh, that brings us to the Metro, I guess. Is that it? Are we done with well, the Atlantic? I think. I I, mean, I guess there's not a, a ton to talk we, we, about. Really. We seem to agree on ninety five percent of the division. What do you think uh, about Buffalo? Like you you have them fourth. Yeah. Is it is it a fourth? I don't know if you said like is it a fourth and sneaking in? No. So you only have three teams making it. Yeah. Like so you think Buffalo is pretty far behind Boston essentially? Yeah, like I I wouldn't I I'm not even gonna sit that they're gonna be like they'll be out long before game eighty two. Really? Yeah. I'm not so sure. I'm gonna put like a, a ten point gap. I think I, I think I have Buffalo making the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're I think they get that eighth wild card spot. I don't know. I, I'm because not the team that I have fifth in the Metro, I don't think makes the playoffs. I do, based on yeah. who I have. But I don't know. Huh. Well, I guess maybe what we could do is talk about the Metro, the and then we could compare Buffalo to, to your fifth team sure. and my fifth team. Okay. I guess. Well, yeah, we'll. Uh, All right, Metro. I got uh, I got Pittsburgh out in front. You know, that's that seems to be where they like to hang out these days. Yeah. Um, and then followed by Columbus. Now I put it Wow. I, I put an asterisk. How dare you, I, sir? I, I I'll hang on. I'll have you know the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. How dare you? That's great. Um however, I've got an asterisk on this. You one. think Ovechkin's still gonna be drunk for game one, don't you? I do. Um No ears, no I ears open. I got Columbus at second. If they keep Panarin. The whole season or for the start of the season? For most of the season. Like, if they get to the deadline and they've still got Panarin, then I, th- I think that they're going to finish yeah, in second. I guess. That's not a bad point. 
but if he's gone, you know, before Thanksgiving, then this is a different team we're talking about. I can only talk about the team that we have currently September 3rd kind of kind of deal, See, right? Like most so. of the time, for when it comes to, like, the Panarin situation, it'd be like, why, like, why is it that important to play somewhere else? You know what I mean? Like, do you really give a shit about where you play that much? You'd rather, like, not base it on the team? But I feel like if Columbus's coach weren't John Tortorella, that maybe Columbus is a more desirable place to play. It's not desirable to begin with, so you're, you're not wrong. Um, it sounds fun, but maybe not when you're getting older. It sounds like it's more of like a when you're a prospect or like our age, boys, eh? like 25, yeah. right? Like, it, oh, well, it's College Town. That's true. It's College Town. It sounds like it's a fun place to go out, like yeah. downtown and things like that. There's a lot to do, but it's not like the same as living in New York City which is where Panarin probably will be living this time next year. <laughs> he wants the uh, Rick Nash treatment, eh? Wow. He is Rick Nash, I yeah, guess. There you go. Hopefully he holds up into his 30s better than Rick Nash. Oh, but He will. R.I.P. So, yeah, I had Columbus second, uh, then the then the defending champs at third, Washington, uh, followed in fourth by Philadelphia, who I think is going to have a, wow. a pretty strong season. Um, fifth, okay. I've got the Devils. Okay. Uh, and then we've got Tom Dundon's uh, Hurricanes <laughs> in sixth. And uh, take your pick between the uh, New York-based teams for seven and eight. I've got Rangers in seven, but, again, mm. I could be talked into, you know, Matt Barzell dragging the Islanders into seventh, you know, all the way to seventh. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the Islanders. Uh, I got Pittsburgh first, the Capitals second, the Blue Jackets third. I got the New Jersey Devils in fourth, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers fifth, Carolina sixth, the Islanders seventh, and the Rangers eighth. Okay. Even saying it, I disagree with the Rangers finishing behind the Islanders. Never mind. Fuck it. Islanders eighth. Fuck them. They suck. Terrible put her, team. Put her on the board, eh? Valtteri Filippo has got to go on the ice. Uh, Leo Komarov's got to go on the ice. Matt Martin. Mm. Era. Lou. He's got to hit the ice at some point. Lou's going to hit the bench at some point. So, how many games until Barry Trotz gets fired and Lou Lamorello coaches this team? Wow. Could you imagine 51? Winning, winning the Cup, signing a huge contract, and then getting fired during your first season because the guy above you wants to come downstairs and run L- the bench? Listen, Lou's like 78 years old. He doesn't have time to fuck around. No. He, he might, like, second period of game one, just be like, all right, that's enough. It's running, I got to figure it out. Running low on patience. Real short leash in uh, Long Island. Gee, you know, Barry, that was a funny-looking trap you got going on out there. Hey, Barry, no one told me about your uh, your Twitch. Uh, you you got to go. Hey, Raw, you look nervous back there. We need Lou Lamorella. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I got the Devils in fourth. Devils making the playoffs. I think they're yep. they're really up and coming. Uh, well, I guess you have the Devils making the playoffs, too, because you do. don't have Buffalo. I but do. I, I don't see Philly. I think yeah. Philly will be there till the end of the year, but I just don't think they have it. I, I think they do. The goaltending's I, bad, and it's going to get worse. Yeah, it's, it's going to get worse. It was bad last year. Like, that was their problem. It's no the worse team than was Buffalo's, good. though. Carter Hutton? Yeah. Come I'd on. rather have Carter Hutton than anyone on Philadelphia. On, I love Who Carter. does Philly have even other than Brian Elliott? Who's the other goalie? Neuvirth. They still have him? I think so. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. They like him, eh? Where's Steve Mason They days? fucking love... Uh... uh. <laughs> I was, right. like, I was like Winnipeg, but no, he's not even there uh, anymore. So did Montreal buy him out? Yeah, they did. So he's nowhere. He's nowhere. <laughs> I forgot. I got to Google Steve Mason. I feel bad. I mean, he seems seems like a no, nice guy. I, I, I love Carter Hutz as much as any other Thunder Bay person. I, I hope Future guest of the podcast. I hope so. 
I, I hope he has a That's good season. a little season, teaser, folks. But he's never played a full season as a starter. He's, what, 33? I just, I don't know. Hutz? Yeah, I don't know. Hutz isn't 33. Come on. He's not 33. I know that. Hutz, Hutz is 32. Fuck. Jesus. Right. Really? He'll be 33. That happened bef- quick. 33 before the season ends. I'm getting so, old. Yeah, as are we all. But no, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know if he's gonna have it all in him to uh, carry a, a, a team for a whole season. Maybe he gets hurt. I don't want. I don't want any of this to happen. I want Carter Hutton to have the best season in the NHL and win the Vesna. I just don't see it happening. I think Philadelphia's got better goaltending. I think Claude Giroux is gonna have a great year. I think Wayne Simmons I, I, is gonna I, have I a great year. I can't sit here and listen to you say Philadelphia has better goaltending. Than Buffalo? I would rather have Linus Allmark no, than, than, no, than I would. No, you wouldn't. Not Maybe Neuwirth, but Brian Elliott is is done. Like, he's done. It's over. It was a great run. I love the Moose as much as anyone. He's done. Maybe maybe Carter Hart makes the team out of training camp. I, Honestly, I, I'd, I would rather that, but I also think that's a bad option too right now. Uh, but. I don't know. I, I see them I see them getting in. I think JVR comes in. He relieves a lot of pressure on those those top six guys. And yeah, they were they were good enough last year. They just missed out on the playoffs. and They missed the playoffs last year, right? They didn't, Who did? Philadelphia. Did they squeak in? Philadelphia. I don't, I don't remember. Did they squeak in? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, they, they lost to Pittsburgh. Oh, they did. In six games. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be uh, back. Yeah, Sean yeah, Couturier. My... Yeah. Sean Couturier with one of the coolest playoff performances my, in a really long time. My prediction Provorov has Provorov fell apart because his shoulder was hanging off his body. Yeah, yeah that was tough. Elliot was terrible, as I was saying. Sure. Terrible. I'm not, I'm not saying they're winning the cup here. I'm, no, I'm just, but know, I, don't I, think, think I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Like, I don't... They have one, eh, I guess two good defensemen, but... I don't know. I think Buffalo's got more pieces to work with. I just think they're they have a way deeper lineup. They're... Best player is better than Philadelphia's best player. I don't know that. Uh, you don't think so? I don't know that. I he could be, but I don't think he is. Eh, yet. I guess it's close. I'd rather have Eichel than Giroux. Like, if even if it's just one game. Sure. I like Eichel. I do too. Well, I don't like Eichel actually, I think, but I think he's a good player. I don't, I don't like him at all. That deep though. Uh, depth, no. no. Who are they gonna have top six? Who do they got? They're going to have Casey Middlestad coming up this year. That helps a lot. I am sick and tired of people Oposo, talking about Casey Middlestad and how amazing his eight Art Ross trophies are going to look in his mantle. No, no, no. This He's not going to win an Art Well, maybe. This but is like, not an A prospect that people keep trying to shove down my throat that he's going to come in and, and be on the first line of the Buffalo Sabres. It's okay. It's fine. You he's going to be good. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He will not be. He's going to be Anything good. Anything special. I... I I strongly disagree with you, sir. And that's fine. Um, you're talking... Okay, you're, here's their depth chart. You're talking center, you got Eichel, then Middlestat, Berglund, Gergensens. Left wing, you got Skinner, Shiri, Sabatka, Evan Rodriguez. Right wing, you got Reinhardt, Oposo, Pominville, Tage Thompson. Their D consists of Scandella, Rasmus Dahlin, Rasmus Ristolainen, Nate Bouliou, Matt Hunwick. They're better than Philly, I think. It's a terrible bottom six. Who's in Philly's bottom six? That's a fair question. I legitimately don't know. They don't even have Matt Reed anymore, who was like the staple answer. Belmar is gone. Who the hell is even on that team? That's I'm not arguing with no, you. I'm legitimately like not even sure who's in that well, bottom six. Yeah, I wasn't prepared to debate Jesus. Philadelphia's uh, roster here. But well, well, anyway, well, any, here's what we'll say. It's going to be down to Philly or Buffalo for that final playoff spot. 
I'm taking Buffalo. You're taking Philly. I think that's, that's a, our season prediction. That's a fair. Okay, yeah. you're probably going to be right. <laughs> Thanks, man. I think Buffalo probably is a bit of a hot take, but whatever. I, I like that Skinner trade. I think him and Eichel are going to – I think it's going to be similar to like Boston last year where it's just like one line is just going to shoulder a lot of that load. And the rest of the line is good – or team is good enough to get it yeah, done. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Like I, I think Buffalo is going to have to rely on that first line. My, my concern comes into the fact that Jack Eichel has yet to make it through a whole season. Didn't he play 82 games no, his first season? No. He uh, – I don't think so, anyway. Okay. Yeah, every year he seems to get some up. sort of major injury. It's been a long summer, folks. We, uh, we're we still trying to check back in here. Yes, his first season. 82 Just, games? Uh, 81 games. Oh. So, yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> He's never made it through an 82-game season. Um, Central Division. Central. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, and the, the other team I wanted to talk about briefly for the Metro, I'm excited to see what the Rangers, what like what their prospects are going to look like and everything this year. I think it's going to be a really nice, young, kind of exciting year where they, you know, maybe win 30-something games based on uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, it could be fun. And, you know, I don't, it's going to be painful, don't a lot of it, but it's going to be They're getting helpful, Panarin in March anyway. So, yeah, you know. that's true. Yeah, they're going to be the first team that's uh, like 15 games below 500 to buy at the deadline. Good for oh, wow. them. That's pretty cool. Um, Central. Central. This, is, I got, uh, this uh, is a tough one. I got... I can't imagine we have the same... Like, I can't imagine we're very close on this. Because this is a division where it's just... I, I'd say the Pacific's a little bit harder to predict. But I still think this is a tough division. Because I think it's... These are seven teams that could win the other Western division. Oh, yeah. If they were in that yep. division, I think. Hands down. You know what I mean? Like It's not like Dallas or anyone would like run over. And it's tough. Teams in the Pacific, but they would be capable of winning the other division. It's tough, too, because they've got one less team than all the other divisions. So it's, yeah. it's that much tighter. They get to beat up on each other a bit uh, more, too. I, I think we can agree that there's there's two teams at the top, and then anybody else could finish anywhere else yeah. up and down that division. No, it's tough. I got uh, Nashville first, winning the division. Okay. Winnipeg second. I think they're almost going to have similar, like very similar records to what they had last year. I just think that they're both... Two really, really good teams, and Nashville still has the edge. Sure. Um, Colorado third. Colorado Avalanche. They're making the playoffs. They're finishing third in the division. I agree with you on Come third on. place for Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, wow. Nate McKinnon. Okay, there I think, goes my hot I, take I think, for the I day. Think Nate McKinnon is probably the best player in this division. I'm going to just put that. Blake yeah. Wheeler's up there yeah. for sure. No. Maybe Patty Who's Kane. Up there? Blake Wheeler. I thought you said Ehlers. Oh, no. No, no. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, I love the Denmark uh, guys, but uh, not that crazy. I got St. Louis 4th, Chicago 5th, Minnesota 6th, and Dallas 7th. Okay. Okay. We're actually not too far off uh, at the end of the day. Well, Um, fuck me. I've got Winnipeg up in front. I've actually got Winnipeg winning the West. Wow. I've got got Winnipeg winning the West. Um, It's not that I I can't argue with you, but that... Yeah, maybe I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I, I see a, a deep team. Yeah, and uh, no, they, they can roll three good lines. No, they're good. Good goaltending back there. Uh, Nashville number two, I think. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. we agree that there's two teams up top. Yeah, and, it's hard to. And this is where it gets interesting, and I can't believe that we actually landed on the same teams for three and four, uh, mm-hmm. Colorado and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I like what St. Louis has done. I'd like to put them a little higher, but uh, I'm not not too sure on how the chemistry is going to flow with all the new pieces coming in but they're not very fast no, no. um Tyler Bozak helps a little bit but he's not very fast no. though either O'Reilly's not fast 
Um, you don't know what you're getting from Fabry, for sure. I hope he just. Hope Another he's back. thing is you don't like people f- always seem to forget about this. You don't know what you're getting from Jake Allen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. I like Jake you Allen, know. but yeah, you're right. Broder is gone, so. Hey, that <laughs> so was maybe, the problem. Maybe Jake Allen. All, yeah, no, that's true. Marty Broder was fucking up. You no, you well. I think about it. You've got the all-time winningest goaltender in the history of the league. Think him over, over your over shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So uh, St. Louis fourth, and then I've got Minnesota in fifth. I've got them squeezing down the last playoff spot. Wow. In, in the uh, in the West, yeah. Really? I do. See, they're the ones I would swap them for Dallas easily. Like I could see them coming last. <sighs> I think I think, I think they're this getting is, worse real quick. I agree, and I think this is their last trip to the playoffs for a long time if they don't yeah. do anything. It's anything it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, actually, no, I, I don't know. It is, I, but. I'm I'm a big believer in Devin Dubnik, and I think he's me just, too. He's just going to be oh, enough I'm to get really them there. Yeah, Dubnik's great. Their blue line is still it's good. It's deep when everyone's healthy. Yeah, but once someone gets hurt and you're calling up Nate Prosser and and Sealer. Sealer, I just met her. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoever that might be. He, like, I don't, I just, it's not a very deep team. And they made some really weird off-season moves, too. Like, they brought in, like, Eric Fair and, like, a bunch of other, like, just really AHL almost kind of guys. Didn't they buy out Tyler Ennis? They bought him out. See, that was weird to me. Like, you're going to buy out Tyler Ennis to bring in Well, his in contract's bad. His, his contract was bad, and, and the only way that they probably could have logically worked Ennis in for next year is if they did a Brooks or Pick situation where they bought him out and then signed him $1 million a year okay, and then used some of that extra cap. But even still, that's just counterproductive. Like, I don't understand Washington doing that with Brooks or Pick. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but at least they put the cap hit somewhere else. So it's sort of like that cap hits off the books. Right. If the Wild were to do that, they would have to do the same thing where they trade Ennis and then bring him back in so that way his cap hit's not on their books. And I don't really know if there was anything else that they were going to throw in a deal Philip, or like similar to a Philip Grubauer that could entice another team to do it. Yeah, I might you know just buy him out, I guess. Yeah. 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 I get it, but he, he was not good there last year. No, he wasn't. And the Leafs are going to take a flyer Actually, on him, and I think it's a smart move. But. I saw I saw uh, Tyler in the score last year. I was uh, I nice. was at one of his games that I think he only had like three or four goals last season. I, so. I've seen him score too. I was at the nice. World Juniors, and he was mint. Tyrannus. on a line with John Tavares briefly too. Hmm. Things wonder, to come. Uh, I wonder if if they're going to see the ice together at Fuck, all. Fuck, I hope so. I hope so. I, I mean, hope Ennis works out in Toronto so bad. I hope Ennis works out almost as much as I hope John Tavares works out. I mean, that's, I think uh, that'd be great. That's like twelve million dollars combined right there. So you gotta, you gotta figure <laughs> that's not even. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Minnesota fifth. a player. Uh, after that, I've got Chicago hanging on in sixth. Then we agree, uh, Dallas bringing up the yeah. rear in the division, which just, again, it's tough. Dallas has so many question marks, but they could easily make the playoffs too. That's they the could. thing. That's like this division you know, is. I still, I still have faith in Ben Bishop. I don't. I think a lot of people are really starting to lose it. Uh, I feel like he can still play games and play like Ben Bishop. Yeah. Um, but you don't know for sure. Never mind predicting the mat, uh, March Madness bracket. Uh, someone give me the correct order of the Central Division this this year, and I'll be impressed. Because it's it's tough. <laughs> it's a tough call. Well, it's not March Madness, but it's it'll it's tough. I get it's your tough. I get it's your tough. point, but it's. Uh, 
it's comparing two very different things. It's finding a needle in, needle in a haystack compared to uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But it, it's going to be a tough division. Um, From the best division uh, to the worst division? Uh, I, I think this is a bad division. I think that there's no one in this division as good as maybe the top three teams in the Atlantic. But I think the bottom two or three teams are at least, like, teams that will win hockey games as opposed to in the Atlantic. Ottawa is going to win four games this year. So I'm saying, like, cumulative point totals. I think the Atlantic gets more points. How many games did Ottawa win their first year in the league? Seven. They might win less this year. They, they, that's my that's my prediction for the year. Ottawa is going to win two games, Mark, and they're both going to be against Colorado. Mark Stone's good for ten wins. Come on. I wonder what his wins above replacement is. I'm not looking it no, up, but I wouldn't. Um, no, I don't know. I think okay. the Pacific is probably the worst division. In Do you the think we're going to be anywhere like remotely close to the same thing here? I don't know. I uh, I, I doubt it. I know you've got some teams that. Mind you, we've thought about that for the first three divisions, and we've actually been somewhat close. I just know that there's some teams here that you like that I don't, and I think this is where we really do. Yeah, we have opposite opinions about this division, I think. Yeah, strongly, I think. Yeah, you're not a not an Anaheim Ducks guy. I'm not. All right. That said, what do you think? Of the Anaheim Ducks? No, the, the division. The division? Uh, I've got uh, San Jose winning it. No, you're wrong. Okay. And they're, uh, wrong. that's the end of the podcast right there. All right. I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, no, Confirmed. I've, I've got San Jose up and up in front. I think Martin Jones is going to have a uh, career year. I think Martin Jones has a career year this year. Vesna? Finalist. Wow. Yeah. I like Marty Jones. I think he's a good goalie. Yeah. And I uh, guess that year is coming at some point, you would think. Yeah. I, f- I feel like he's got a year like that. I, think they've, I think they've got a, a pretty solid top four on their, on their back end. And I think they've got just enough pieces in uh, in the forward core to uh, to keep it competitive every night. And like I said, I don't think it's a great division to start with. I think they're going to be able to beat up on some of those lower tier teams, bank some points, and uh, yeah, I just I, th- I think that they'll uh, come out on top. I do have Anaheim in second. I'll give you that. Um, as much as I don't like the team, I think that they've got some some good young pieces. Uh, that are there currently. Uh, their goaltender looks pretty sharp when he's healthy. If he goes down, I'm a little worried. But for now, I'll keep Anaheim in second. Uh, third, the uh, Western Conference champions, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. This uh, wait, who's second? Anaheim. Okay. Pay attention. <laughs> no, I was just uh, I was googling uh, San Jose Sharks defenseman after you said they had uh, oh, okay. a deep top four. Okay. Because I could only name three defensemen on this team. Okay. So that's fair. Uh, Joachim Ryan is apparently their fourth defenseman, and I don't know who that is. According to what? Their depth chart. According to who? CBS Sports. Oh, that's an American site. All right. Well, Brendan Dillon. Sure. Who's not a top four defenseman? He's okay. He's not a top four defenseman. If he's your fourth, that's that's fine. You think? Yeah. I don't think so. I'd even put Braun in there as number four. It's, no, it's... well, Braun's number four. Yeah. Okay. Braun's number three. Vlasic, Burns, Braun, and then a bunch of guys. And then Tim Heed, the power play specialist. Oh, come on. Don't sleep on Tim Timmy, Heed. Timmy Heed is a great seventh defenseman, but don't he should s- not be playing every night. Don't sleep on the Heed. 
Uh, you should heed this advice <laughs> that the, the San Jose Sharks suck. Funny. You should heed, take head of. Yeah, no, I've got I've got Vegas in third. It's an uh, office that, reference, guys. That, that could, I guess, change a little bit with the 20 games lost to Nate Schmidt now. However, I don't see any That's other true. teams in the you division. You said fourth for Vegas? Third. Oh, okay. I don't see anybody else really capitalizing on that okay. loss. Uh, I've got Arizona in fourth. Wow. Yeah. I think Clayton Keller and the boys are going to come in, have a real good season. Okay. Um, I, I think that strongly depends on how the goaltending shows up this year. It could go either way, but if, if it's there, I think Arizona's in fourth. Uh, I've got Calgary in fifth. Sorry, Bill Peters. Uh, no playoffs for a sixth straight year, I think it is. Mm. Uh, I've got uh, the Edmonton Oilers down in sixth. The LA Kings in seventh, and the Vancouver Canucks in eighth. Hmm. Not too um, close, eh? No. No. Anaheim is going to win the division. I have nothing but faith in the young players on Anaheim. I will admit there is some questions. Uh, I don't know what Corey Perry is anymore. I don't know really where he fits into your lineup. Bad. He's a. He's, he's, he's bad. He is a decent third-line winger. But that seems to be where he's at now. Um you know, and, and Kessler hopefully is going to rebound. But I still think that they have three really good centermen on that team. That even if Kessler doesn't rebound, he's only playing a few minutes a night. And I, I just think they're deep enough to get through it. Um, the blue line, I think you have two really, really good young defensemen there in Fowler and Lindholm. And the rest of the blue line's not too, too bad. But, you know, I think John Gibson and their forwards are enough to get them through it. Uh, so I have them winning the division. Um, I have San Jose second. <laughs> it's not it's not like I think that they're they're going to be bad. I just I don't I don't think San Jose gets hyped up so much all the time and I really don't understand why. I just don't like there's nothing really like super amazing about them. They have a top 10 goaltender. They have one maybe two top 10 defensemen. And they have, you know, like, a few good forwards. They have a deep forward group, but nobody's outstanding. It's by committee. And that's a good thing if it's done well, but it's not always going to be done well. There's going to be years, like, you know, who knows how many points are going to get at a Marty Sorensen or anyone like this. You know what I mean? You, you don't know. So, they're good. They're not great. Um, Do you think it's a close race? 1-2? Cl- like I'm gonna, uh, coming down right. to last week? Anaheim, I'm going to say... No. No, not wow. last week. Anaheim, I'm going to say 109 points. Uh, I'm going to put San Jose at maybe 101. Hmm. I, I, I'm about three three points apart. Okay. So. I think I think it's... I. Th- but maybe Anaheim doesn't do that. I don't know. I just have a lot of faith in Anaheim going into the year. Okay. Um... My bold prediction uh, for this division, and probably the boldest prediction I have of any of the predictions. You mean beyond Buffalo making the playoffs? This is probably bolder. Wow. The Edmonton Oilers are finishing third in the Pacific Division this year. It's not that bold. The Edmonton... They have Connor McDavid. You have them sixth. They have Connor McDavid. You have them sixth. Sure. Sixth isn't close. No. Sixth is not close. You can't can't say, I have a bold prediction, and then say, hey, the best player in the league is going to take his team to third place. Well, fuck, he was the best player in the league last year. Were they even close to a playoff spot? 
No. They weren't even in the discussion in December. They were not good. I don't know. What I see this year is a better Leon Dreisaitl to start the year. You're starting not hurt, hopefully. Maybe yeah. you should not get in bar fights He's a week before the season. They like to drink. Um, that's true. Good for him. Yeah. Um, Doss. I, I think the blue line's going to be better. I think Clefbaum had a, an absolute disaster year, and I think he's better than that. Um, the defense is going to have to be better. Nurse will be better. Yeah. Nurse, Nurse will be better. Um, you know, they're going to be missing Sekera again, which is really not helpful, and, and that sucks because Sekera is probably one of the X factors to that team. Sure. But I think if Sekera were healthy, I'd have them even higher. Like, I'd have them probably over San Jose for second. Um. I think without Sekera, that, that really doesn't help. I think Talbot's going to be better. And I think that they did a lot in terms of their forwards to have the right forward group there. Now, granted, they still have Milan Lucic, and I'm not really sure what you're going to get out of him. I think he's going to be better than he was last year, but he couldn't have been a lot worse. He really was not useful a lot of the nights last year. Um, but I, I think they added more speed this summer, and I think that that helps a lot. And they're going to... You know, you're going to see like a Kyler Yamamoto on the team and stuff like that next year. I just think they got faster and, and that plays to their strengths. Instead of trying to be this big, burly, bruising team, have a guy or two that can do that. But you don't need more than that. It's not that league anymore. Tom right. Wilson. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, I have, yeah, I have them at sixth, but you're not wrong. They have, they have some direction. Uh, they're playing into the speed factor, which is, you know, you've got the... You know, arguably the fastest guy in the league in Conor McDavid up front. Build around that. Put some people on the ice that can keep up with him. To well, some yeah, degree. and you added one of the other fastest guys in the league in Tobias Reader to probably play on his own. Sure, sure. So that helps. They've got that, uh, that Finnish kid they drafted third overall a couple of years ago. Pugliarvi. Pugliarvi, yeah. Uh, I expect that he's going to be in the yeah. in the conversation of, of making this forward crew. I hope so. Uh, the defense worries me. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, you're, you're talking I about so. these guys having better years. That's ideal. I just I don't know if they will. Um, they're a very exposed group, I think, back there. If you lose one, you know who do you have coming up that you can replace them with? Not a lot of options that, from what we saw last year. Uh, I don't know. I just I it's, don't. It's I, not a, It's not going to be different. Like the group is still the same thing, right? Like you still have Nurse, Clefbaum, Larson, Russell. Who granted those other two are not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have Secker out now. You have basically Matt Benning, Kevin Gravel, and uh, Ethan Bear, who played a lot last year, maybe gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I almost wonder too if they end up signing Brandon Davidson again and giving that uh, another go. Like, it's not different, but I think everything last year that could have gone wrong for the Oilers pretty much did go wrong, yeah. short of McDavid or Drysaitel having like season-ending injuries. Okay, uh, but everything else went wrong. Nuge had a pretty decent year. It wasn't great, but he kind of found a lot he, too. He found yeah. a way to play on the wing, yeah, I did. which helps them a lot. Like they don't, he's not what you want playing third line center. And maybe you know doesn't mean Ryan Strom's like an amazing third line center, but he might be better at it than Nuge. Um, you know, you get Nuge on the ice a little bit more with more skilled guys. It might help a lot. Oh, he's the first overall pick for a reason a couple years yeah. ago, right? Well, exactly. So. Um, you know, I like Drake Kajula. I like uh, I like. Jujar, Kara, Pontus Auberg. Like that. I like their depth. Ty Ratty was unreal with Connor McDavid last year. I don't know. I, I like uh, I like the Oilers. Okay. Uh, fourth, I have Vegas. Okay. Yeah. I might 
actually, because we did these predictions before the Nate Schmidt thing. Yeah. So. So, four four A, I have the Kings maybe, and four B is Vegas. Like they're very interchangeable. Hmm. It really depends how they rebound from not having Schmidt because I think Schmidt's a huge loss. And now, like you don't know what you're going to get out of Flurry. Did we talk about Flurry last week? Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, we did. Contract. Right, it was one of the yeah, worst, yeah. one of the worst off season moves. Um, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get out of Flurry. You don't know what you're getting out of William Carlson for sure. Like you, you, you don't know um, for sure with Vegas. So I, I still think that they're a solid team, and I, I think we learned a lot about them last year. But that could be their undoing, though. Uh, teams taking well, that's and, another you know, thing too. Right, more and more. There, there's uh, not a lot of game tape. Um, no. And not even just game tape. You don't have a lot of experience playing with these guys in new roles. Like it's just because you played against William Carlson in his six goal year with Columbus doesn't mean that you've played it. You played against the same William Carlson, right? Right. Uh, if he's underutilized and told to do different things, you know you might not really. You know you think you know someone and you don't kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think the Kings maybe slightly over Vegas now. Okay. Um, Calgary sixth. Arizona seventh, and Vancouver eighth. But Arizona's another like that you could put an asterisk say, no, there. Uh, no faith in Arizona. Eh? Um, I don't like their blue line at all. At all. Okay. Um, I don't think they're overly deep up front. They're another team where you know Galchenyuk and Keller I think are going to work really well together. But um, yeah, there's not a lot of depth there. I think Ranta's going to have a good year. There's going to be a lot of nights where they only get one or two goals, and it's going to be strictly because of Galchenyuk and Keller, I think, that they get those goals. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, it's fair enough, I suppose. I mean, we both agree that Vancouver's in last, and rightfully so. So. Uh, Tim Schaller, I just met her. Ugh. Antoine Roussel. Mm. Four years. Yeah. Four yeah, for well, those of, uh, well, those of you that missed the, the burner, lockout, uh, we did not love the Vancouver oh, additions. Uh, needless God. to say. Travis, Travis Green is going to be beating his head against the glass behind the yeah. bench all year. So did you have any uh, any other further predictions? Like, do you have a, a cup prediction? Do you have you know, someone that you think is going to win the cup? I guess Might we have, well we have to make like an early prediction. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it, though. You put it on the record. Uh, Wow. I mean, like, I have my playoff bracket broken down. I Jesus I didn't Christ. Pick, okay. I didn't pick a winner, but... Uh, well, uh, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah. Um, I'm going uh, <laughs> for the finals. You got that look on your face. For the finals, I'm uh, I'm taking Colorado versus Tampa what? Bay. What? Yeah. I, I you t- you're taking the Colorado, Colorado and win the Stanley Cup? No. Versus Tampa Bay. Oh, I thought you said over Tampa Bay. No. Okay. Versus Tampa Bay. And uh, I would... I would say Tampa comes out on top. I should hope so. Yeah. Um, well, big Tyson Jost guy. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I just get a feeling about that team. What it was is I think you and I were talking about Colorado the other day, and I said the name Eric Johnson because you had forgot he was on that team, <laughs> and now I think now I just think you're like really too fired up about Eric wow. Johnson coming back. That's a that's a great decor they got. I, it's not great, it's, but it's it's not as it's not as bad as people think it is. It's pretty good. I like Sidorov. I like I like Eric Johnson. Um, eventually, Kale McCarr is going to come in, but I don't think it's this year. You know, maybe they get uh, Connor Timmins, but they still have Tyson Berry and Sam Gerrard, which are are two pretty good uh, pretty good little puck movers back there in a yeah. league where it's nice to have a couple of them. Yeah, and like we mentioned, uh, Jack Hughes is coming up. 
Oh yeah, my yeah. god! So if it's not this year, maybe next year. We gotta my, talk about maybe that. next year's the year I should take Colorado. Maybe I should not. Yeah. Have them beating Winnipeg. And so you're Nashville. you're telling me that the, yeah, this is the first <laughs> in the reign of like seven Cup Finals appearances where I was thinking it was going to be six starting next year. Oh okay. So you're going to uh, start it early this year. So yeah. there you go, Colorado 2019. I like it. Nice. Let's nice. get it going. Hashtag okay. Colorado 2019. Uh, not tweeting that. Uh, yeah. Well. Predictions, um, predictions on your end. Oh, uh, man. It's so tough. Like, it's so tough in the league. So I used to, like, because here's the thing. is like six years ago, I went into the season and I said, you know what, I think the Los Angeles Kings are going to win the Cup. And then they barely made the playoffs and then they won the Stanley Cup and I was right. And then the next year I'm like, you know what, Chicago is Chicago's year and then Chicago goes in, Chicago wins a Cup. And then the next year I'm like, you know what, LA is going to win the Cup again. Like, I got it right like three years in a row. It's wild. And then now it's like this, like last year I thought it was going to be Dallas was going to beat Tampa Bay for the Stanley Cup or something like that was what I was thinking. One of them didn't make the playoffs. The other one had Dan Girardi on the roster. To be fair, when you made that prediction, the team that went to the West Finals was only a team for about two months at the time. That's so true. No one can fault you. No, that's true. So who's to say? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still going to take Nashville, I think, to win the Cup. I think they could have done it last year. They just ran into a team that was playing better hockey than them over seven games. And if you play, you know, a best of 13 of that series, like who's to say that you know, Nashville doesn't come out of that. Like, you know what I mean? You don't know. Well, eventually they will win, yes. The law of averages. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they you know, eventually might have won that series. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think Nashville is probably going to go to the cup final. I guess I should throw another team out there, eh? From the East, preferably. Um, see, I took Nashville over Tampa Bay last year for the cup, and I feel like it's a cop-out if I do it again. I mean, we haven't had the, the podcast uh, very long. So, yeah. You know. Let's go... Um, yeah, fuck it. Let's go Toronto. Nice. Nashville's going to beat Toronto for the Stanley uh. Cup. <laughs> yeah, we're not winning the Cup. That's almost, no, that's no almost, Nashville's still going to win the Cup. That's almost sad to We can't have that about. much. Ha- we've had too much happy things. We got John Tavares. <laughs> everything's, everyone's happy. Like... There's nothing uh, wrong in Leafland. We got a GM that actually seems like he knows what he's doing now. Like that's weird to say because we just had Lou Lamorello and we just rebuilt in a matter of years. But like, so, so you, not we. They. So, I'm so not on the team. You're saying but. after 52 years of suffering, we've had one good year and now that's enough. Oh yeah, that's it. You're you know off. what? And let's like let's make it even more painful. Nashville in four. Fuck it. We don't even win a game. I don't even know what you want. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, I think those are our season predictions. I don't know. Like, what? Uh, who's going to win the? I wouldn't even do this. I didn't even write this down. But who's going to win the Art Ross? Like, you, you think it's McDavid? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think I, it's a big year. I think so too. Though. Again, that's why I have. Push, I, think, I think he wins the Hart Trophy. Pushing hundred. I think he wins points, the Art Ross. Um, how about Norris? Nah, I don't know. Norris is too weird because they, they just they just seem to give it to whoever they wanted to give it to a year before. I think Subban should have won last year, so I think Subban's going to win this year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's on the cover of NHL, isn't he? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I like. No, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Like. Yeah. I'm not even gonna. No. Uh, what, what else is Morgan there? Morgan Riley. I don't Vesna. Know. Vesna. Martin Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. You're big on that. I, I, him or him or Hellebuck. How's that? Him or Hellebuck. Hmm. I'm. You know. You know who I'm gonna say is gonna win the Vesna this year. This this is a kind of a bold one, I think. I'm going Matt Murray. 
No. I think he's going to have a really big yeah. bounce back year. You don't think so? No. It couldn't have gone much worse last year. That was an absolute nightmare season for him, really. And I, I think he's going to have his head um, really focused this year, and I think he's going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 he's a very, very good goaltender I, when I he's think, on. I think he'll and have if a, he's on for 65 games, that's going to make a difference. I think he'll have a good season. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's my Vesna pick. Cool. Yeah. Anything, is there other cool awards? Uh, not really. Rocket Richard. Ooh, Rocket. Ovi. Austin. Come on. Really? If he plays a full season, uh, I think he's, know, I think he's in the discussion. He was he was what second Austin in his rookie. Matthews. He was second in his rookie year. That's that's I insane. Guess. I don't know. Uh, hey, hey, Cooch. I'm going Lining. Nice. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm good with that too. Yeah. Um, coach, coach of the year. Coach of the year. Well, I mean, I guess I can just base that off of my playoff standings. Jared Bednar. Nice. I will. Uh, Bednar, but I would I would give a. A pretty healthy nod this year to Todd McClellan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go Bednar. That's uh, yeah. I agree there. You like that? Yeah. Any other cool awards? No. None of them are cool, to no. be honest. But they're not. Those are the interesting ones. The, the Yuri Lettinen defensive winger uh, award. How about like a comeback player? Exist. You got anybody who's going to have a good year? Maybe had a bad year last year. Uh. I think Simmons will be better this year. Yeah. He was hurt all year last year. He had like yeah. a career low in points. I think he'd be good. Uh, well, you think Matthews, I guess. Comeback, though. He's a uh, point-per-game guy last year. Definitely wasn't a, a Rocket Richard-type season, well, even if he was healthy, yeah, I don't think. But. Nah, I don't know. Well, how many did Ovechkin get? 100? 54. That many, eh? Yeah, it was over 50. Good thing I dropped him in fantasy hockey last Way year. That go. was a good fucking decision. All right, guys. That's uh, that's probably enough hockey for uh, for episode one. But that doesn't mean we're done because it's time for your top ten for the uh, for the week. And uh, I've been getting a lot of feedback with this top ten. People are really oh, excited, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, it had to be done. Had to be done. Uh, top ten Nick Cage movies. Now, maybe we should have waited to do this <laughs> because... Uh, his new movie, Mandy, is going to be in theaters next weekend. We are going. We're not really sure which night for sure. I have a wedding to attend next weekend, but uh, we're, we're going to go, and we're going to watch it, and it has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, as I mentioned last week, so it's probably the best movie ever made. Nice. Yeah. Bold predi- that's my bold prediction for the season. Nick Cage wins a, an Academy Award. Best picture. Fuck, could you imagine? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The weirdest movie ever. It's like Mad Max, but on acid. Yeah. If Mad Max wasn't already on acid. Um, yeah, top ten Nick Cage movies. So what we did here was we kind of based it around overall performance as well as uh, the quality of the movie. Sometimes it's it's going to be both. Um, and this is a combined list. So you and we I did sat down list, and yeah. said, you know what, this is this yeah. is one I believe in. This is one yeah. you believe in. And this is a consensual uh, yeah. top ten, you know. Yeah, and there are movies that, you know, James likes better than I do. Yeah. There's movies that I like better than James does. There's probably one of each where... There's one movie on this list James has not seen. Yeah. And there's a movie on this list that I've seen but only once and I barely remember it, but James is pretty adamant that it deserves to be where it deserves to be. Uh, number 10, though, I'm I'm not even sure it deserves to be on the list, but I gotta, I, I gotta preface this. Now, if you think Nick Cage is ridiculous which most of you probably do to some degree. 
you should do yourself a favor and, and open up Netflix when you're done listening to the podcast and watch a little motion picture called 8mm. Hmm. What's that about? Now, 8mm, this is a movie where uh, a wealthy dowager hires Nick Cage, who is a private investigator or a cop, but they never really say, I don't think, hmm. to um, investigate a snuff film that this lady found in her dead husband's possession. A snuff film, you say? A snuff film. Huh. Yeah. Um, it is not sure if it's an authentic movie or if it's, you know, just been produced for people that are into that kind of stuff. So this lady wants to know, because she's, not because she's perverted, but she's worried about, you know, her husband, I guess, who's sure. now deceased. So... Um, Nick Cage goes to Los Angeles and investigates the underground pornography scene uh, in L.A. and meets a lot of questionable folk, some of which are played by Peter Stormare of Fargo <laughs> or James Gandolfini of The Sopranos. Wow. Um, and basically, he investigates the porn industry. Now, the best part about the movie is he, when he gets there, he goes to a porn shop and he meets the guy working there. And the guy knows a lot about porn, you know, because he works at a porn shop. Sure. And so he hires this porn guy to go with him as he's investigating, you know, all the porn. So he just leaves his porn job to help Well, I'm sure he's working the front desk. They don't really show him still working there, but I'm okay. sure he was still working there while this was all happening. Okay. But anyway, this uh, Max California is the name of the character. Great is, name. Is played by uh, a young Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. A year before he started in Gladiator. <laughs> That's what wild. a what a turn his career took. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend watching this movie because it is... Oh, Catherine Keener's in it, too. In probably the worst performance of her career. Um, but it's an interesting movie if you've ever heard... If you wanted to hear, like, really sexual things come out of Nick Cage's <laughs> mouth for two hours. It is one of... It's not meant to be funny, I don't think, but it is a, it's a funny movie. Uh, and it's actually not bad. Like the plot, as much as as stupid as it sounds, it's actually not the worst. So you should watch it because it was probably the beginning of some questionable decisions that Nick Cage started to make in terms of the movies he would do. Okay, that's fair. The beginning of an era. Era. So that's uh, that's, that's it. That's number ten. Well, that's all I got to say about oh, Eight okay. Millimeter. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't want to give too much of the movie away, even though I just told you the whole movie pretty yeah. much. But okay, well, I didn't tell you how it ends. Oh, uh, that's good. Don't. Spoiler alert. Don't. No, I'm not going to tell okay. you. You should watch it. Remember, well, it pretty uh, much ends how you think it's going to end, but... No, I don't I couldn't even imagine. Well, that's, you you, yeah. you, you got to watch it. Yeah. It's a thrill ride. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours. Uh, number nine. Uh, this was actually just on last night, you were saying? Uh, uh, I was watching it last night or the night nice. before. It was on the Comedy Channel. Interesting. Not really not a comedy. No. Because I'm sure you're wondering what Nick Cage movie yeah. could it be that's yeah. a comedy. And it, no, it was not Kick-Ass or The if Croods. You, uh, if you guessed National Treasure, you would be right. National Treasure. Nas the first one. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that's that's number nine on our list. Uh, probably one of his more popular films. More, you know. For some reason. Yeah, it's just out in the public eye a little more. It's, you know, it's fun. It's, it's you know, the youth can get into it, I guess. It's, it was a box office hit. Yeah. Because it just appeals to the masses, I think. it's a, Right. But it's a good movie. His performance in it is pretty good. Yeah, the plot's a little wonky at times. Uh, apparently there's a series of secret clues left throughout uh, the mm. history of the foundation of America. Yeah, and, and Nick Cage just yeah. kind of, finally, just, someone comes along and it's Nick Cage that pieces this uh, riddle together. It and, always is. Uh, 
he's good at piecing those riddles together and seeming really confused about it's it when a, he does. He's got a big brain. Where's my brother? Yeah. Um, if you don't spell national nah. treasure, no. It's, you've, you've we all know it. it. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. There's Definitely. nothing. I don't know. No. Number eight is World Trade Center. Yeah. I just watched this recently. I've been watching a lot of Nick Cage recently, as you can tell, because all three of these movies I've watched in the last few weeks. Nice. Uh, I had never seen World Trade Center. Okay. Um, it was good. Yeah. Is, he's good in it. fresh eyes in it. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. good in it. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, the I, do, weird, I do like it. The weird thing about World Trade Center is he's like trapped under a pile of rubble for a large portion of the movie. Yeah. Um, now, I didn't realize that that's what it was going to be. I thought it was more of like the actual rescue mission part of it. Uh, of them going into the tower, and then, you know what I mean? I thought it was maybe going to collapse, like, an hour into it. And it's it happens, like, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And then the whole movie is just kind of him in there. Yeah. So it's hard to act, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's, that's what kind of makes it lying an interesting down in the dark, performance. But, yeah, but he's, he's really good in that movie, actually. Like, yeah. I was really surprised. The movie itself's okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal is good, but not in that movie. Yeah, no, she's I okay. I guess. I feel like this is one where where Nicholas Cage just you know like they had the script figured out and and Nick Cage was the one that came in and said, yeah, could we just leave me laying down for another hour? You know, I feel like I really have to explore this this rubble space that I'm in. Or the opposite, where it's just like he filmed all his scenes in one day and then like, all right, you Maybe. can film the rest of the movie with me, and then he went and shot Lord of War. Okay, that's fair. I think that was that's a, that's a that's a quick in and out turnaround performance. Yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> Get it just done. Like Grandpa Simpson just walks in, yeah. hangs his hat up, and then grabs his That's hat her. and walks back out. Right. Yeah. Uh, number seven. You're you like this one? I do. Uh, it's uh, based on a true story. Uh, it's a World War II film, Wind Talkers. Uh, mm. It's a it's good because it's it explores one of those uh, aspects of the war that not a lot, not a lot of people know about. It's not another it's not another D Day or uh, you know Iwo Jima kind of thing. It's a story of how. Uh, a group of Navajo uh, Native Americans uh, used their language to uh, defeat the Japanese army. And uh, for some reason, when you're talking Navajo Americans defeating the Japanese... You think Nick Cage. Of course. Who yeah. else is going to lead these, these people? Yeah, I mean... He is not shy to take a role. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can play that. I like it. Yeah. He's kind of like Christian Bale about it, but just way less aggressive in the way that he actually prepares for the role, I right. think, is what it is. So right. that's why you're always, like, left wanting more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like he just kind of shows up for... Actually, no, he's talked, like, extensively. He has, like, a method acting approach to most of his movies. Yeah. Which yeah. is hard to believe. Peter uh, Peter Stormare, also in this one. Coming, big fan. Coming back from the 8mm uh, uh, appearance. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, he's also in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just it was nice because it was different, and this is one where I I think I enjoyed the movie more so than I enjoyed the performance. Hmm. So, okay, that's yeah. your cup of tea. Yeah. Number six is Raising Arizona, okay. which speaking of your cup of tea, I know you love the scene where uh, with the diapers. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, <laughs> convenience store there where he just loses his mind and decides he's <laughs> robbing the the convenience store. Uh, Good after, movie. After trying to turn his life around, and yeah. snaps and <laughs> trying yeah. to buy diapers. Oh, yeah. so. That's a only Nick Cage just pull that and scene Just off. a classic Coen Brothers trope yeah. too, where just that, you know yeah, what I mean. Someone their, finally uh, snaps. That was their second film they ever did. Uh, I that, I it might have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah, second, maybe or th- maybe maybe third, but yeah, it was uh, early on. Yeah, 
good good movie. It was. I love the Coen Brothers. It's no. not one of my favorite of their movies. No, but, they've, uh, they've honed their skill over it's, the years. It's very, it's very Nick Cage esque, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, my favorite. Oh, sorry. My second favorite part after the after the convenience okay. story. Do you want to do a top ten parts of Raising Arizona? Uh, no, or? no. <laughs> Uh, just the fact that his name is High in in the film that H I uh, just absolutely kills me. Uh, High McDonough. Yeah. He has some good uh, character names. Yeah. And so do the Coen Brothers. They generally that's, are pretty good at naming yeah, their characters too. Fair. They're pretty hilarious always. But uh, yeah, Raising Arizona. Yeah. Number six. Good film. Now number five is a movie that I'm going to admit I have never seen this. Hmm. Uh, but you, you've seen it. I have. Imagine neither of us had seen it. We're like, ah, oh, just yeah, put it in the middle of the list. Five. It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five, James. Uh, this is uh, the Crudes. Um, obviously, a little bit of a, a different performance in the fact that it's a, it's an animated film. So, uh, uh, Nick Cage uh, lends his voice along with Ryan Reynolds and Emma Stone uh, to. Um, yeah, to the film, and I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I went to see this film. I remember when it came out in theaters, and I, and I went to theaters to see it. And what year is this movie? 2013. 2013. Really? Yeah. And okay. uh, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this thing, and it, it dawns on me, you know, like halfway through the film, that oh, holy shit, this is this is Nick Cage. I had no idea going into the going into it that it was Nick Cage that was playing the lead character, and. You know how, like, in animated films, you know, more recently, they've been, they've been making it so that the, that the character kind of looks like the, the person doing the voice mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of times? If, if you ever go and, and look up a picture of, of the Croods, like, the characters on the, on the movie, mm-hmm. and you just kind of, you kind of put that spin on it, that that's Nick Cage and that's his face, it, uh, it takes on a, a, a much more hilarious meaning. Now, what I, what I thought about the Croods, um, you know, and I've never seen it, is that um, probably what happened was Nick Cage showed up to film this movie and thought it was a live-action movie and thought he had to grow out a, uh, a beard because he was going to be playing a caveman. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a voice role. Better yet. Okay. He knows it's a voice role and okay. still grows out the beard. Yeah. That's more real. More realistically, that's what happened. But I think it'd be really funny if he just showed up day one and he's like, oh. Why'd you grow the beard, Nick? Well, I'm a caveman. I've been in character. My Nick Cage is Batman. No, well, sure. Number four, uh, number four is. Oh. We just found out that this is uh, one of our friends' favorite uh, Nick Cage films. Having this discussion recently. Yeah. So Con Air is a uh, a movie. If you've never seen it, is exactly what it sounds. It is a movie uh, about a bunch of convicts who are being uh, transported to a new prison via a plane. An absurd. I script. don't know that I've heard of that being a thing that happens in real life. Um, if it is, good for them, and that's uh, a pretty ballsy way to try to transport prisoners. I think a bus might have, you know, pose way less of a risk. Definitely. And as the movie shows us, the bus might have been the way, better way to go. Definitely. Um, the cast. You you love the cast in this one. This is the best cast of all time. That's so bold. Here, here's what it is. Um, the, this is the, all right, 
this is the coolest cast of all time. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Because take it's that. not like where it's like a Fast and the Furious and you just cast all these like hilarious dudes and you know what I mean? Or like Ocean's Eleven where you just got like a right. bunch of A-listers. This, this is a movie where everyone is a combination of just awesome and actually also a good actor. Okay. Uh, Nick Cage yeah. is Cameron Poe. Um, John Cusack is Vince Larkin. Uh, John Malkovich is Cyrus the Virus Grissom. That's a great name. It is. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. The Marietta Mangler. Uh, Ving Rames is Diamond Dog Jones. Danny Trejo is Johnny 23. Uh, there's also appearances from Cole Meany, MC Ganey, and Dave Chappelle. Should be noted. Yeah. Pinball. 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 Yeah. He's pinball. One, one word, like, like Bono or Sting. Yep. Yeah. He's pinball. Well, he's actually Joe Parker, but yeah. he's pinball. Um... This movie is possibly the either the best bad movie or the worst good movie ever made. Probably the best bad movie because you'll enjoy every second of it and then you're going to like turn it off after it's over and be like what the hell did I just watch? Not the same way of Sharknado where I don't know if you enjoy it as much as you're just kind of intrigued, but uh it's a good movie. So, yeah. You you, sh- you should check it out if you haven't seen it. Mostly, you know, Nick Nick Cage Cyrus the virus. Nick Cage has great hair in that film too. Like, mm-hmm. I think this was around the time when he was trying to audition for. Um, there's a Superman film that was coming out around the same time, and there's photos that have been Jesus leaked Christ. recently, within the last like five years, of Nick Cage in the Superman outfit and everything. And he's got this long hair like down past his shoulders because he had oh, it for yeah, Con Air. That's what he was trying to do. I forgot about yeah. that. And, and you're like you're looking at it, and you're thinking like, "There's, there's no Jesus. way, there's no way he's gonna play Superman." With Could you imagine long hair, Nick, Nick Cage but, as Superman? Well, he's voicing it in an upcoming role, oh, so we'll God. find out. Uh, okay. Number three. Number three. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, the Oscar. Nick Cage. This, in my opinion, should not be his only Oscar, but it is. Um. Good movie. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the best performance of his career. Not in my opinion. But in terms of recognition, anyway, it's the best performance of his career. It is very good, to be honest. Like, um, you know, he, he really puts a, a dark dimension on the, on the character. Uh, ben Sanderson, I think, is, is the guy he plays. Um, <clears throat> screenwriter from Hollywood, you know, depressed, goes to Vegas to kill himself, and uh, ends up falling in love with uh, a prostitute. Or something along those lines. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Stripper, something yeah, like that. She, I'm pretty sure she's a hooker. Okay. Yeah, and she basically just saves this depressed writer's life, and you gotta, you gotta think that this has probably had something to do with, uh, you know, real life events of, uh, you know, the lives of Hollywood writers, and, uh, you know, the, the script guys uh, mm-hmm. know a guy that did this kind of thing, and I don't know. That's that's what I hope. That's kind of funny. Like his two like roles that he was nominated for Academy Awards for were kind of like about writers yeah, writing writers, things you know yeah. what I mean like he's kind of interpreting a real life trope in, in both of them to you know a pretty interesting degree yeah when the Dan Griffin uh, film comes out it'll just be Nick Cage that uh, Dan Griffin is that a, is that a, is I don't know writer? who you're talking about Dan Brown <laughs> okay Dan Brown when the Dan, That's Dan Brown be a movie? film comes out Nick Cage will play Dan Brown. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dan Griffin. <laughs> Eddie Griffin. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about Eddie Griffin. No. Is there an Eddie Griffin movie coming out? 
I want to know who Dan Griffin is. Is that a person? Uh, Google it. Dan Griffin. Sounds like he could have been a kicker. Maybe nice. for like the San Francisco 49ers. Dan Griffin. Ooh, there's an IMDB page for a Dan Griffin. Oh, maybe he I'm not too far He was born in off. Connecticut. He has five kids. He was in Keeping the Faith in 2000. That's it? That seems to be it. Uh, 22 right. credits as a producer. 22 as an actor. Any uh, Nick Cage films on the list? <laughs> Did I hit some sort of um, odd connection? Oh, man, that'd be great. Oh, my God, he's in Jingle All the Way, though. Nice. Good for Dan Griffin. Yeah. Dan Griffin, if you're listening to this, uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast, is all we're saying. We should reach out. I'll do what I can. I think there's a contact uh, contact page on his IMDb here. Yeah. I'll contact him. Nice. Uh, number two, and in my opinion, the best performance of his career. Adoption. Is, uh, adaptation. Adaptation. You got. You were close. Okay. Not really, but I, it, yeah, that would be funny if that movie was called Adoption, and then you watched it, and there's nothing about adopting anything in that movie. Um, well, but that's adap- probably why they didn't name it that. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. They they named it was. It's a fine name for the movie, James. Uh, adaptation is a movie about uh, Nick Cage playing the person who wrote the script for the movie. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like the disaster artist. Kinda, so he, exactly. Yeah. So he's trying to... This guy tried to adapt a book into a screenplay, and then essentially wrote a movie about his experience trying to adapt it into a screenplay and fictionalized it a bunch, mm-hmm. but still kind of based it on some you know real-life insecurities that he had. Um, Nick Cage in my opinion the best performance of his career and it's an absolute acting showcase in the movie Meryl Streep was nominated for Academy Award I don't know if she won uh, and I don't think she won I don't think yeah, she won yeah. but Chris Cooper won for best supporting actor yep, as well yep. and he's fantastic in the movie as well one of the better supporting actor performances I've ever seen in my life Chris Cooper but Nick Cage plays two different people and one of them is a, is the fictionalized twin brother of the actual writer of the movie hmm crazy his hair is weird oh it's yeah from from the greatest doesn't hair, have a lot of hair from the greatest hair in in con air to uh to the worst mm-hmm. in adaptation for sure it's um it's a great movie yeah number one here we go unanimous decision it we should was, add. yeah this was, was the first thing we wrote down because yeah. we compared our two lists was, of we top only had 10. two in the same spot and this was this was one of this them. was one of them yeah. uh gone in 60 seconds memphis reigns is memphis reigns where's my brother memphis yeah. reigns where's my brother wow. um, you have to steal cars from me where's my brother yeah great film great movie. uh former car thief uh trying to turn his life around his brother gets into a wrong crowd He's played by Giovanni of, Ribisi, yeah, who, good, good coin, good point, yeah. who always plays a piece of shit. Yeah. And is pretty good at it. You're burning the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fresh cakes. That's Donnie Difference. Yeah. yeah no, That's a and, Ted and, 2 uh, reference, folks. Uh, yeah, so Nick Cage <laughs> comes out of retirement to save his brother's life by stealing 50 cars in one night. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Which is meant because he's yeah. given like 48 or 72 hours yeah. to do it he was given so much time and they basically and he, he just, just like, takes most of the time to plan it and he's yeah. like i'm gonna do it all in one shot he just university student and just yeah like, yeah i got six hours do left. tomorrow do tomorrow do it now that's yeah. the due date do tomorrow do tomorrow yeah i uh, know it's the due date so i'm going um, to do them today listen yeah it's it's a great movie it's oceans 11 but with cars yeah and still scott con angelina jolie right i forgot about that james duvall not related I was having a discussion uh, 
the other day, do you like Angelina Jolie? I think she's a great actress. I don't. Really? I like, she's, sorry. I'm trying to think who sorry. I was talking about. She's, she's a good actress. I just don't like her. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Ah, she's the best. But yeah, Nick Cage, um, in what is just an all-around likable film, um, you it's know. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's, it's a yeah, fun movie. Yeah. It's it's funny. It's dark. It's suspenseful, but it's still funny and, and playful and, and a lot of fun at a lot of times. So, um, you know, short of maybe the scenes where they're trying to kill Giovanni Ribisi, it's, uh, it's a fun movie. It is. Um, yeah. So Gone in 60 seconds. That's our top 10 Nick Cage films, according to the that's Waste Up podcast. That's, yeah, that's the number. Oh, I guess that was on the second top 10 that we've done, but that's the first, like, official. Um, next week. Yeah. Or next what, episode. What do we got, what do we got next It might week? not be next week, uh, because the season, you got to remember that, folks, the season doesn't start here for about a month. a month. Yeah. So, you know, we, we might do maybe one or two more before the season starts. Uh, and then once the season starts, the plan is, because I don't even think I mentioned this on the burner, the plan is we're going to do weekly. Uh, we have yet to decide for sure what day of the week we're going to release it on. We're going to try to keep it uh, consistent and have it out by a certain time, a certain day of the week, every yeah. week if we can. Last week, uh, the burner was out on the Friday. Um, we like Fridays. That uh, that gave, gave everyone a chance on a long weekend to, yeah. to tune in. Friday seems like an ideal date. Yeah, if it but, works for um, us, if it works for you guys. Yeah, so. we're, we're, we're going to see what ends up working. Um, but yeah, we're expecting at least one more before the season starts. We've got some smaller uh, things that we want to talk about before the season starts. Yeah. Um, some, you know, some smaller predictions. Um, and we, uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot's going to happen. Right. Eric Carlson will be um, a Columbus Blue Jacket. I can't wait to make the Eric Carlson's going to be traded by the this time next, like by the next podcast, he'll be traded like all season long. We'll you check your phone like since that. the podcast started. He get traded yet? No, but I do have a salmon association meeting uh, notification oh. here, so I gotta I gotta get going. I think. You gotta jet out yeah. soon here. Yeah, big um, big meeting tonight. Next week's top ten, we're gonna be doing top ten Seinfeld episodes. Um, yeah, yeah, one of uh, probably the greatest TV show in the history of TV. It's the greatest comedy show, in my yeah. opinion, for sure. Anyway, I'll take um, it. Yeah. We're uh, we're also waiting for, uh, from some uh, approval back from iTunes, oh, and, and yeah. hopefully you uh, folks will be able to find us in places that uh, isn't just SoundCloud. For now, keep checking back there for updates. But uh, yeah, we should uh, also maybe do something to promote the podcast somewhere other than Twitter. Yeah, I haven't really. No, I haven't done anything we can, we on any do other platforms. Yeah. I guess if anyone has any ideas, I uh, got a lot of friends that are not on Twitter. Yeah, we could we could make an Instagram account for all Maybe. the photos we take. Yeah. Nick Cage photos. We could just put Nick Cage photos up. Is it just gonna? Yeah, salmon, salmon photos. It's gonna be pictures when we record at your house, and it's just gonna be your dog. No, we won't put per- personal photos up. We'll we just, want you know. We want people to actually hey, like the photos. Next week, and enjoy top ten that. Seinfeld, and then we'll put a picture of you know yeah. Kramer. All right. Well, you can yeah. be in charge of marketing. Then. Nice. Um, I think, that's I, it. I think that's it. Yeah. You got anything else? No. I've never had anything. <laughs> I'm going to ask that every episode, and you're going to be like, ah, I'll just see you next, way, next episode, I guess. And yeah. Sit in a room for six my days until we record again. Uh, my, my girlfriend's at Harvey's right now, so I'm, I'm oh, jealous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's in uh, Toronto, where somewhere, they have Harvey's. Somewhere down there. Yeah. Toronto? Is that where she is? Yeah. Thunder, Thunder Bay is going to be the biggest city in Canada that doesn't have a Harvey's, right? Come on. You would. Tell me I'm wrong. You would think. We're huge. I mean, no, how many huge, how many cities are bigger than us in Canada? Ten? <laughs> I think we're 32nd, but <laughs> I mean, regardless. I don't know. 
regardless. We're thirty you know, second. Yeah, we're That's like the a uh, fucking lot. We're like the uh, Indianapolis of the states. Aren't we? Yeah. Fuck, is that our comparison? I hope not. That's our sister. It's not Duluth, actually. Our no. sister city is literally Indianapolis, Indiana. Nice. Never been. Never will. They have a racetrack. They do. We have Mosquito, Mosquito Speedway. Speedway. I don't yeah. think it's open anymore. No, it is. Sure uh, there's, is it really? There was a race this uh, next uh, next weekend. There's yeah, a race. Shit. Oh, yeah. Didn't they open it back up? They closed it for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they do like one a year happened, now right? or something. So. That's pretty cool. I've been yeah. there once. It was pretty neat. I have never. I was there maybe 10 minutes. It was a long drive for my, 10 minutes. Uh, my old man says it was good back in the day. Yeah? Yeah. But maybe um, you know. Maybe that's why they closed it. Too yeah. Much, too much fun. How's the parking? Is it free? Oh, I couldn't imagine. Fuck. You don't actually park. You have to whatever car you bring. You have to race. You have that's to race. The, that's an entrance fee, and then then you can park. See, after. that's what the, that's better than paying for parking. Sure. Yeah. I'd rather take my life into my hands and have you race a car around a track than have you park yeah. the car. Okay, we got. Okay. Yeah. Wrap this uh, up. Here. That's it. I think I'm done. Right on. Do 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 do. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Gonna put me in a cell if I can't go ahead.